Hello, everyone, and welcome to One-on-One Food Management's podcast. I am your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today I am speaking with Brittany Ratcliffe. She is executive chef with Aramark at Moorhead State University in Kentucky, and I've interviewed this person a couple, few times, and she is great to talk to. She has a lot of good information. Um, like me, she loves Halloween and she's getting married on Halloween. So we talk about that, but also staffing challenges that she's found ways to deal with working with her team, kind of like just the challenges of opening this campus back up. So please enjoy. Hello everyone. And welcome to our podcast today. We have Brittany Ratcliffe here. Welcome Brittany. Thanks for having me on again. I'm so excited. Oh Yeah. Brittany is one of our chefs to watch. She is now executive chef at Morehouse State University in Kentucky. And I want to find out how's back to school been going? What's What's been happening? Oh, it has been um, a challenge for everyone. Um, I'm sure everybody in the industry is dealing with labor shortages and staffing shortages. And we are you know, no stranger to that. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. Um, glad to have the students back on campus full force because you know the last uh, two semesters we were you know during during COVID so it was you know limited dining no inside dining and now uh, right now in my state we're allowed to have our indoor dining is back so my students are back inside uh, in both of my buildings retail and residential so it's it's exciting to see you know one of our largest freshman class in five years and being able to give them the actual college experience as opposed to, you know, what's happened the last two semesters. So it's been tough, but it has been fun. And they're definitely keeping me on my toes this semester. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's starting, it, it feels kind of normal, right? Like with the, at least in person, that's, that's makes such a difference. It does. It does feel normal, you know, um, getting these, uh, the freshmen uh, acclimated to wearing masks all the time, because that's still a mandate uh, here in Kentucky is that a mask inside of any university building and you know the freshmen they were off for a year they didn't have in-person school right. for most of a year they were on NTI so you know coming back in they're just also excited you know they forget to wear their mask or you know just something little like that but we try to keep everybody as safe and healthy as possible given the circumstances and so far so good 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 yeah it is it is a new normal and I, I think that um the like the people who are sophomores now, it's this is kind of their first year too, because it's like they really didn't get the college experience last year. So they didn't. Like, it's like they're freshmen all over again. Right? You've got like so new people. It's exciting time for everybody, and uh, we're just hoping that we can continue to be safe and uh, keep kids out of quarantine. That's our, you know, our biggest goal right now is making sure everybody on campus stays safe and that we don't have kids in quarantine, and uh, we're able to to give them everything they need. So that way they get the full experience and, you know, give it to them safely. Right. And now you mentioned a little bit about labor and I noticed that you had been doing some recruitment efforts where you are showing like, this is an awesome place to work. They would get to work with you. (laughs) Like what could, what could be better? So can you talk a little bit about that? How have you been trying to sort of beef up your, your team? Yeah. Luckily with Aramark, we get a lot of support from our hourly hiring support staff. So uh, on the corporate level, they're doing everything they can to help us bring more people in and get more people hired and have them excited about the food industry. And on my end, I just really love what I do. So it's super easy to showcase, you know, food and how much I love food and the different things that we get to do here. Um, I've spent the last three years in the spotlight. So I'm taking a step back for a little bit (laughs) and started um, showing off my staff. 
I have a great set of cooks. So, you know, the last Tuesday of every month, we're doing a chef spotlight. Uh, usually accounts will bring chefs from another account, you know, bring in another executive chef. I've decided to highlight the staff that I have on campus. Oh, yeah. That's been with me for the last year and been dealing with all the COVID things just like we have been. Right. So, you know, what, what better time to show how much I appreciate my staff and how proud I am for like how far they've come in the last year and uh, working through all these difficulties and just being rock stars because they are, they are absolutely rock stars from front of house to back of house to utility staff. It doesn't matter. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they show up, they put out and they go home at the end of the day and they come back and they do it all over again. You know, my yeah. staff's working, my full-time staff are working six days a week right now. And it's hard and we're tired, but uh, they show up every single day with a smile on their face under their masks, but they're, <laughs> still, they're still happy to be here. So yeah. the more I can push my staff and show how much fun it is to work here and how much fun my staff is and how much you're able to learn. I'm, I'm pulling people in left and right. I'm getting, you know, at least 20 applications a week right now, which is unheard of Good. Uh, in food yeah. industry. So I'm getting a lot of applications, getting a lot of students in here. So it's a lot of fun right now. Sweet. That's really good. That's that's very encouraging. It definitely sounds good. And that's the sign of a, of a good executive chef, of a good leader, that you are lifting up your people and you're recognizing them and making them feel like they're important because they are. So super cool. I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I wouldn't have my executive chef job if it wasn't for them making me look so good every single day. <laughs> they really do. They make me look fantastic. <laughs> totally, totally. And you've got some really good culinary chops too. I've I got to say, um, I just worked on a catering story and I'll try to link it down below so people can um, see some of your stuff in the slideshow portion of that. I, I featured a lot of the catering stuff that you recently did. And that's, I found that everything is like individualized everything is for one person to grab and to take and you made some of the most creative things one of them was a globe and it had um the chicken and, the chicken and waffle with my nashville hot watermelon sauce yeah that one that one's a kicker yeah that one always shocks people yeah. when they're like oh you know i've had nashville hot sauce before and i was like yes but you haven't had my nashville hot sauce mm -hmm. uh, make it with fresh watermelon juice and then uh my you know Everyone uses their own hot sauce uh, or their favorite hot sauce. So for me, I make my own hot sauce in-house. Um, and that's how I make my, my Nashville uh, hot watermelon sauce. Paired up with some pickled watermelon wine, rind. We don't waste in this house. Awesome. So we use everything from start to finish on that watermelon. And it went over. It was an event for, there were 70 people in attendance. And I had made well over 550 hors d'oeuvres by hand, assembled by hand, all of them house-made. Oh, yeah. And there were, there's no food left at the end of the night. So I always take that as a compliment. Yeah. And again, with the not wasting, if you, if you have, make it so good that everybody just eats it all up. Heck yeah. yeah no, I don't, I don't like waste. I don't like it at all. So, you know, for sure. No, yeah. Down on all of that and make sure that uh, on our end, we're not wasting, but then on the client's end, um, those little hors d'oeuvres I get for the hors d'oeuvre holders that you'll see in those photos. Yeah. I get those from a company called Restaurant Wear. And they are able to be hand washed and reused again. A lot of uh, guests thought they were so cute that they wanted to take them home and like wash <laughs> them and do something with them. And I was like, go right ahead. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, because that's sustainability is something that we still want to think about. So I've, I've seen a lot of bamboo plates too with this catering thing, but it's like, hey, if you have a little thing, and I just, I thought those globes were so cool because it sort of just encompassed, like this is what an, an appetizer should be like in today's day and age, because it was individual, it was trendy. Super cool. 
And um, we can definitely add a link also to your Instagram page because if, if anybody's not following Brittany yet, um, for sure, you, you've got to see all the stuff that she's doing. Because I have a lot of cool things in the works and my Instagram is the best place to see it. It really is for sure. And um, I saw that you're starting to get into the wonderful fall season with um, some butternut squash. Season. I can't like, I've been waiting for soup season since July. Yes. So I've been like itching to put some soups out there and do some more fall flavors. So, you know, I hit them with the, um, the pumpkin coconut bisque, which is a vegan recipe. I'm trying to, uh, oh, yeah. break out of my comfort zone a little bit. I myself am not vegan. I was vegetarian for seven years, mm-hmm. uh, till culinary school. And that changed everything, of course. And that's, that's uh, hard to do in Kentucky. Cause I, I'm, I'm your neighbor here in Ohio. That's, that's not always the easiest. Thing. It's not easy, but this class is, um, our freshman class. We have more vegans and vegetarians than I have ever come into contact with. Okay. So, you know, I want them to be able to get the most out of their meal plan. So I'm branching out, I'm adding new dishes, I'm trying new flavors and new stations. And uh, fall is giving me a lot to work with in that flavor profile. Yes, very cool. And coconut milk, I feel like that's that's really kind of a good vegetarian way because you can make stuff creamy and then you can go into like kind of like a Thai flavor profile with that. Um, right. Yeah, you can do so much with it. And I will be the first to tell you, I, I don't like coconut milk. It is not my favorite thing. <laughs> so I've really had to work on my palate over the last little bit, you know, get activated to that and just work it in a way to where it tastes good to me. Mm-hmm. So that way it'll taste good to not only the vegans and vegetarians, but also, you know, our our people who are, you know, yeah. omnivores, they'll eat everything. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to adhere to the mass right now. And uh, it's it's working in my favor so far. We'll see if I can keep it up. <laughs> Super cool. And speaking of the fall season, um, I know that your favorite holiday is Halloween. Mine is too. Um, and you've got an even more amazing Halloween than ever planned this year. You are getting married. So I am so excited. Tell us about your plans. So uh, we've been engaged for only like eight or nine months now, uh, but I am super impatient and I wanted to get married on Halloween. It's always been what I wanted to do. And my fiance is on board with everything spooky I want to do, which is good because I am Halloween year round. (laughs) No, so so she's like a little less spooky sometimes. Are you the more, the more spooky one? Yeah, definitely. She's, she's not spooky at all. (laughs) Poor girl. She puts up with a lot, (laughs) but I have this fabulous black dress. She has this amazing, like blood red, um, suit with matte black accents. And, uh, we're actually getting married in a cemetery. Um, it's just going to be super, super personal. Uh, my mom and my sisters are going to be in attendance. And then two of my cooks who just can't stand to be away from me for even a couple of hours. Uh, they're going to come and be our witness and uh, my best friend and one of the supervisors here at work is actually going to be our officiate and marry us and it's going to be quick it's going to be spooky and there's going to be some amazing pictures um, uh, from that day so I'm excited to share that with everybody I can't wait to see those so happy for you so excited for you congratulations <laughs> very so much I'm very excited Yes, that's going to be amazing. Maybe you'll even get like a thunderstorm that day. <laughs> Although you oh, don't-, don't tease me. I've already bought a fog machine. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I know. My poor Beyonce, she's been such a trooper. <laughs> like I have my thumbs and I have fog machines. Like I'm, I'm ready. We're going to make it look spooky, even if it's not spooky looking yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. You are inspiring me to want want to get married again. <laughs> I did it once. Did it. Find the cool cemetery. Yeah. 
married. Find an awesome dress, get married again. <laughs> yes, I, I think that could be a strong possibility. It's just, it's, it seems insane. like the world is so sad right now. Do happy things, get married again, take awesome pictures. Like, and you never know what's going to happen next. So you have to live every single day to the fullest. So, oh, gosh, ain't that the truth? It's, it really is. Absolutely. And um, I wanted to talk about some of some of the new things like um, concepts and menu items, like plans that you're that you're also getting excited about. I have been changing things up in residential dining. It has been a struggle getting the kids to kind of branch out mm-hmm. and eat things that they normally wouldn't want to try. Ooh. So usually in residential dining, you would have a station that's kind of like, it's called a home zone or a comfort mm-hmm. zone. So like, that's going to be home cooked meals like meatloaf and mashed potatoes and chicken. And it's just really basic. Tenders, so I, I took that station away this semester. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, took away their security blanket. <laughs> I I'm so terrible, but at the same time, I've gotten a really good feedback. So uh, from a lot of the students, especially our SGA on campus. Um, but it is now a monthly rotating international station. Nice. So during the month of September, right now we're featuring Mediterranean food. Ooh. So I have chicken shawarma, I have beef kofta, um, we have falafel, and then all the accoutrements to go with it. Next month I'll be featuring uh, Korean food. Ooh, I and love then that. I love Korean food. So I'm excited about that one. And That's- then November, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, November into December, I'm doing uh, Indian. So we'll do some Indian curries. I thought that'd be perfect for the cold months. Uh, Try to warm them up a little bit on their walks. And then next semester, I'm going to be doing um, ramen through the cold month. So we'll do a little ramen station. And then I'm going to go into Chinese street food, which is going to be fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, They see warm up because it'll be winter by then. And like those, the warm flavors of Chinese food, that'll be amazing. They're going to love that. Yeah, they're going to love it. So uh, it's been a little bit of a... um, an obstacle to get over getting them used to it and you know the changes that are being made but you know I'm doing different things every single every single week I'm trying to do a pop-up event so yesterday I did my uh, build your own trail mix station and I kind of like keyed that in with uh, mental health and we on campus we're so lucky that we're out in the country uh, in the foothills of Appalachia so we have a lake on campus called Eagle Lake and it has trails all the way around it which is accessible for the, for the students. Mm-hmm. So I had a map of the trails for the freshmen who had never seen this or got to experience it. They were able to build their own trail mix and we had an awesome day yesterday. So uh, they were able to take their trail mix of their map and then they all went out and hiked. I so, love that. That's so cool. Like a fun little activity for them too. And like a, a sort of like a conversation starter. And then maybe somebody made a new friend there and said like, Hey, let's make this trail mix and go on a hike together. That's, that's what it's all about. That's awesome. You know, I'm all about the student engagement. I want to give them what they want, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to give them fast food. I want to give them real food, real experiences, and, you know, make sure that they're trying new things. And, you know, even though we're in Eastern Kentucky, we're stuck here right now, you know, going to classes. That doesn't mean we have to, you know, eat like we're in Eastern Kentucky. We can, you know, branch out and try new things. And they've been really receptive to this. And it seems like it's going in the right direction uh, right now. So I've got a lot of really cool, exciting things planned for the semester and for the university itself. It's just, uh, you know, one step at a time, one day at a time. 
absolutely. It's like, just lay the groundwork. And it sounds like you've got, you've got your plan set up. So very, very curious to see how, and we're going to continue to, to watch and see what happens. And I did have a question for you too. This was something that I saw on your social media and I have not, although I write about the food industry, I only had one real food industry job and I was um, a hostess at the ground round. And I did not last for very long because I didn't understand the seating charts. And I understood, yeah. I found out that people get real pissed if you don't, if you seat the wrong, if you're not. So I, I did a terrible job with that. I, that was only like a month. But um, a lot of my good friends throughout college and in life are, you know, servers and cooks and chefs. So but I had never heard this thing before. It was like, it was, you posted a picture. There was like some salmon and you were like giving it the middle finger. <laughs> so, <laughs> is, that, is it just because like everybody just always orders salmon that people get sick of it or like what's. So if you yeah. watch my season of Hell's Kitchen, salmon is what got me kicked off. So I harbored this anger towards salmon because I messed up on one salmon and I got the boot that night. Oh so since God. then, it seems like my clients just like to order it just to see if it'll make me mad. And I get mad, but I don't let them see it. And I give them, um, you know, the best salmon they've ever had because I've spent three years perfecting that after Hell's Kitchen. Thank you, Ramsey, for pushing me towards working with fish a little bit more. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I thought this was like a universal thing where it's like, ah, salmon, but it's very personal. It's very, it is a vendetta. Me and, uh, and my fan base, we all, you know, collectively hate salmon because, you know, we all wanted me to go a little bit further with Hell's Kitchen, oh my gosh. but it didn't just... happen because salmon. So, you know, yeah. have salmon. And I recently, I think I saw the link somewhere where I'm going to be able to watch your season because I'm, I'm a terrible TV watcher. Like I'm, I'm still trying to get through Mad Men. I did watch White Lotus though, which was really good, but I'm just, I'm not the best TV watcher, but I'm going to watch this and I'm going to see, but tell us like what happened with the salmon. Like I know it's painful. <laughs> Go ahead, like. For me, I'm landlocked in Kentucky. Yeah. And the biggest yeah. thing is always having the freshest product. So being landlocked in Kentucky, it's difficult to get fish that isn't frozen unless it's catfish from the lake down the road. Oh, yeah. So um, I just don't work with fish. I'm no. not going to put something on my menu or on my catering menu that I can't source in fresh and local. Mm -hmm. So I just don't fool with it. It's just not just something that's on my menu. Not in your yeah. wheelhouse. Okay. Not in my wheelhouse at all. And um, our producers knew that going into it. They asked me which station I was most afraid of. And it's going to be fish every single oh, time. <laughs> afraid of it but I know that I'm gonna mess it up at least once until I get it right and I sure did I couldn't get the um the temperature right on the inside of the salmon it was uh raw the first time I set it up because I just didn't have my timing right but I messed up one time I got some amazing guidance from one of my um competitors on the season her name is Nikki uh -huh. um she's just absolutely brilliant amazing works with fish all the time so you know I was on that station I was heated because I'd messed up and I it was the first dish I'd ever had sent back in Hill's Kitchen uh, during my time there oh my gosh I had my scallops sent back the one dish scallops and risotto I never had those items sent back but a damn piece of salmon really that's the that's the one that I have sent back but Nikki, you know, she came over, she gave me some pointers and some tips and was like, you know, this is how you should do this. And from there, I was able to pick it up and go on. And, you know, I carried it uh, with myself. Shameless plug, though, since we are on, uh, you know, a food uh, podcast. If you haven't had the opportunity, you need to check out Yellow Jacket Chefware. So it's a women's inclusive um, chef coat line. She has sizes from super petite all the way up to plus size. And it is the best fitting chef coat that I've ever 
ever put on my body. It's so right. good. She's just starting up, but absolutely amazing. You know, she was top 10 in Hill's Kitchen, just a great chef all the way around. And now she's making chefware for people who don't fit normal standards and normal sizes. You know, I'm six foot tall, so it's hard to find chef, chef coats that fit me that don't make me look like a garbage bag. Yeah, so, they really are. And there's a difference yeah. when you have one because I I was somewhere and somebody gave me a very cute um, women's like made and it kind of nipped in a little bit at the waist. It was short sleeved and it felt just so much more like this fits my curves more. And so, that's what we like, want as women in the industry. You know, we want to be able to it fit and not have that um, extra extra material that's going to get hung up on something or potentially oh. catch on fire. You know, oh, so yeah. he is yellow jacket chef wear and it's just been. She's taken off and it's, um, I'm excited to be a part of that. I love it. And that's, it's a part of like women being able to feel more comfortable in the kitchen too, which exactly. is like, you know, obviously traditionally male dominated and it is everything when you put on a chef's coat and you're like, I feel like this is a refrigerator box and it, this isn't for me. So that's, that's awesome. It's like doing the little things that can make you feel comfortable. And also right. the big, like you said, it's just, it's a hugely male dominated field. And even today, you know, in 2021, it's still hugely male dominated, but you know, women are making a name for themselves in the industry. Yeah. We're pushing our way in and and we're not backing down. So, you know, things need to change. And I think we're, we're definitely making, making headway on that. And Nikki is a part of the solution, not a problem, the problem. So it's, it's, it's awesome to watch. For sure. For sure. And just, you know, more inclusive, more, you know, and it's, it's that toxic masculinity. It's that machismo that so much was a part of it. And I, I think as much as I um, love and miss Anthony Bourdain, I think he kind of played a little part in like glamorizing that and the women that he writes about, the women that he worked with, the ones that, that he respected the most were like really tough and, you know, and it's kind of yeah. like, well, it maybe not everybody, it, it, I don't know. I just have a problem where it's kind of like that idea of if there's like a bully, you have to face up to the bully. And it's like, you have just like, well, what if I don't, what if I don't want to do that? I don't know. It's right. just, there should be a place. Like you, you don't have to be like total, like insane badass to come in there. It's like, there should be a place for people that lead in their own quiet way too. I feel like there's a fine line for women in the industry. So, yeah. you know, if we, we can walk that line, mm -hmm. but really difficult to do but if we fall you know a little bit to the left then we're seen as too soft and we're not taking you know taken seriously but if we veer a little too far to the right then we're seen as you know just assholes there's really no other way people don't want to listen to us we're you know we come in as this hard-headed badass and it's just perceived as negative whereas a male in the field who does the same thing is seen as a leader right right so it you know, there's a really fine line and we have to, it shouldn't be this way, but we do have to straddle it in order to, in order to survive. So, um, you know, I'm, I've been working on that myself. I do have a tendency to come in pretty hot in, uh -huh. the, in the kitchen. I have an attitude, I have a temper, and I think it's just from years of being in the industry with a male dominated field and, you know, having to raise my voice to be noticed. Yeah, And exactly. that's just the biggest issue that I've, I've faced in, in our field. But, you know, luckily, things are changing and we have a lot of support from males in the industry and we still have the ones who are stuck in the 80s and believe that you know women don't have a place in the kitchen unless they're a pastry chef so but you know um, they won't be around much longer and they'll be out of the industry and we'll be able to you know take over let's <laughs> hope and you know in all industries and all over the world there it's really sad there are a lot of men who don't think very much of women and who don't like women and who don't think that we're capable of doing things and it's just a pisser, but I'm glad that we're just, that we are fighting back. I mean, and doing whatever, you know, to make for the inclusivity and to, 
I don't know, make things where everybody can achieve a lot more together. Exactly. But do you think that- and That's what I see like loving women working together in a kitchen instead of being catty and fighting against each other. I feel like that was a big thing as I was coming up in the industry was that the women were pitted against each other almost. Yes. But now it's like we flipped the script on that. We've realized that, you know, yeah. the males in the industry almost uh, pitted us against each other. And we've, you know, finally woken up and realized that. So now it's, we're working together as a team, like women building up other women is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I would rather build a woman up any day as opposed to, you know, knock her down. I want to be a part of her growth yeah. and not, you know, the reason why she doesn't grow. So that's, it's huge in our industry. And that, that is another, you know, patriarchal created thing of like pitting women against each other or anytime that you hear a man, if you're having a argument with another woman, if you hear someone say like, rare cat fight, like yes. that is unacceptable. That's not, yeah. so I, I think it's great to point that out. And to- I'm really lucky to be surrounded by some of the most amazing women leaders, uh, in our industry. My front of house staff is ran, you know, mostly by women, not on purpose. It's just, Mm -hmm. it seems like women step up to that role a little bit quicker than some, some males do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even in management, you know, we're mostly a women driven management team on my campus, which is also amazing to watch because we're all, Mm -hmm. we, we bicker back and forth, but it's not anything serious. You know, we work so well together and our professional relationship is just amazing. We want each other to grow just as much as we want the account to grow. And the amount of female growth that I've watched within just within Airmark in the last three years has been phenomenal. So now if we can just get them going in the gears of, uh, you know, people of color as well, especially, you know, black women, they have it the, the worst in our industry. There's a lot of work that still has to be done. For sure. And it's, it's kind of, like you said, it's just like one day at a time. Like, let's see, like, how can I lift somebody else up today? How can I, you know, for sure. And that's been one of my biggest goals on campus was, you know, um, I don't obviously, you know, we're equal opportunity employer. I'm not geared more towards hiring women than I am and nobody should be. No. I go based off of your experience and your drive and where you see yourself the next three years and what I can do to help you get there. But I've really been trying to amp up the diversity uh, within my, my team here on campus and so far so good. It's yeah. just getting people to apply and knowing that we're going to treat them fairly and just mm-hmm. treat them like a decent, you know, any other decent human being would treat them. That's yeah. all it comes down to. It's it's easy to be a human. It is. I know. It's I think, easy to be a good human. Yeah. I think it all really keeps boiling down to that. Like, let's see people as individuals. Let's, you know, we, we are all people. It's like, come on. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. And what was the other thing that I wanted to ask you about? something. Hmm. We talked about the pop-ups, the burgers, or yeah, tell me more about the burgers. Like what's your, your signature burger that you did a little while ago? So we're doing um, a monthly rotation on our grill, um, usually within uh, higher education, especially with Airmark standards. Mm-hmm. You have to have a special on the grill every day. And it has to be something different every day. I've been unable to do that just because of staffing. So what I decided to do on my end in order to at least meet part of that standard and to give the kids something new is that I'm doing a burger of the month. So this month we're running, um, it's a Southern style burger with house-made pimento, roasted red pepper, pimento cheese, and uh, my personal bacon jam. So we have that out for the kids to be able to put on their burgers, whether that's um, a regular burger or a turkey burger. Um, some kids have even been getting the veggie burger and still putting the bacon jam on it. I mean, <laughs> didn't think I would see that, but I have seen it. 
That's flexible uh, brain, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, I've been blessed with the partnership that I have with a company called Clems. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a local company and they're able to provide me with a local dry aged Kentucky burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a little bit more on the expensive side, but it's worth the extra money and the kids love it. So, you know, it's a pre-pattied burger. It's dry aged. The cattle were raised here in Kentucky. They were pasture raised. Mm -hmm. There's no hormones, nothing. They're just free ranging cattle and right here in Kentucky, just, you know, a couple hours down the road. So it's been really awesome. The kids have loved it. Uh, It's, it's a special I'm going to continue mm-hmm. through the next few semesters. I've just got to figure out what I want to do for October because I haven't decided yet. Yeah, maybe something on the spooky side. Ghost maybe. Ghost chili. I have to think of something. Maybe I can get some black buns from somebody. Oh, yeah, those are fun for sure. I remember, like, I think somebody said that where it's, where it's the crazy color. Yeah. Definitely. What have you figured out the menu yet for your reception for after the wedding? With COVID, we're not going to do a reception. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I, I just don't feel safe. Most of my family are elderly. Everybody's vaccinated, but I, I just don't want to risk it. Yeah. Uh, and with being vaccinated, you can still, you know, get COVID or pass it on to people who are unvaccinated. So for me, there's not going to be a reception. Um, maybe we'll do something during the summer. Uh, my grandparents have a big farm and a pool. So maybe we'll have like a summer reception. You know, as of right now with COVID, we're even pushing our honeymoon back. We're, we're going to wait. Uh, until you know we're able to safely enjoy our time so um, I reached out to Awita Michael I don't know if you know who that is she's you know easily the biggest chef in the state of Kentucky Hmm. Uh, she's a James Beard nominated chef she's been on top chef Um, she's she's amazing she owns a lot of restaurants in Lexington so I've reached out to her to see if maybe you know with the few people that I might have over to the house if she can you know just do a little something not anything crazy and you know yeah just a little hangout at our apartment at our house and spend a couple hours with family and friends and then um I'm gonna go to sleep because (laughs) it'll uh you know I go to work the next morning Uh and I will have just gotten back from uh Arizona three days prior so (laughs) I'm going to Arizona for a chef collaboration with Chef Derek Upton. So I'll be in Arizona for four days. That's cool. So it, it is going to be a whirlwind, but it's, I know it's going to be fantastic. So. Yeah, it's going to be a really busy month. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah, I know. Super excited for you. Can't wait to, to hear how that, how that all turns out. And we're going to circle back with you again. So this is to be continued. Um, thank you so much for talking to us today, Brittany. Um, I'm Tara Fitzpatrick. This is Food Management's Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Food Management's podcast one-on-one. I'm Tara Fitzpatrick, and please check back with us at food-management.com for more stories, podcasts, and videos.